We don't have to travel far along this uh, yellow brick road before we discover that we don't know anything. Zilch, nada, nothing. First off, we don't know how to behave in this new kingdom. We were familiar with the old nature, the old kingdom, its culture, didn't have any problem there. But this one has a completely different set of values, lifestyle and belief system. A totally different culture. Our old value system looks something like this. We valued privacy, material success, convenience and comfort. The new value system looks like this. Openness and authenticity, sacrifice, love, discomfort. Our journey then is from the need for self-protection, privacy, material sufficiency and convenience to vulnerability, openness, sacrifice and personal loss. Living in the kingdom, we absorb others' failure, love without reward, extend mercy and suffer some. The kingdom is upside down. Our adjustment is great. We quickly find what we thought we knew last week. We're certain we don't know this week. It's not a new phenomenon when you really meet the king and his values. We have a tendency to adopt the same position as Abraham, Daniel and John, flat on our faces, when we really see him in his majesty. Nicodemus thought he knew, that is, until he met with Jesus and found out he really didn't know anything at all, least of all how he could enter this kingdom. John 3, 1-17 Unlike other kingdoms, this kingdom is unshakable. It never, ever changes. It's unshakable because its king is immutable. He never, ever changes. That means we're the ones who have to move our feet. When the Holy Spirit treads on your toes, put your name in here, it's best to move your feet. This is probably going to be one of our biggest and ongoing lessons and difficulties. Not arguing, rationalising or excusing and justifying ourselves and being ready to change our minds about what we thought we knew. To move our feet. Let me remind you, a long habit of not thinking a thing wrong gives it a superficial appearance of being right and raises at first a formidable outcry in defence of custom. But tumult soon subsides. Time makes more converts than reason. It's at this point we discover just how stubborn and rebellious we are by nature, how intractable. Peter had the same problem. Three times God had to drop the sheet before he got the message. When we come to look at the difference between doing and being too, there may be some major areas of change required. Instead of being like Martha, cumbered about with much doing, we'll be learning to be like Mary, sitting at his feet in an attitude of contemplation and rest, not doing anything unless he tells us. Could be quite a dramatic change for some of us. And the first thing we may find is that things don't happen when we speak, but when he does. We're so quick with the old verbals, even when we come into the presence. Have a look at Ecclesiastes 5.2 sometime. Do not be quick with your mouth and don't be hasty in your heart to utter, utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. That right there is a very good piece of advice. Time to learn to slow down to focus on him, to listen for his voice and wait for his touch. He initiates, remember, we respond. 
Somehow, so often, we get it the wrong way round and try to initiate things or wake him up. What a joke that is. We're the ones who need to wake. Have a look at Ephesians 5.14. Interestingly, the church at Ephesus was the one Jesus challenged about leaving their first love. They didn't repent. There's no church there today. Revelation 2.5 Therefore, remember where you have fallen, repent, and do the first works, or else I'll come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. The lampstand, the light, was removed from the church. There is no church there today. He's so serious about first love, about us putting him first, so that everything else falls in line behind. <laughs>